everybody welcome to episode six of the no souls podcast i'm your host josh means joined as always by my co-host logan far logan what how up? you doing i'm always doing good uh high energy having fun and still untrimmed so we'll see what happens <laughs> all right cool you mean uh your body weight untrimmed Both. all right body weight body hair i'm just letting it all kind of explode out we're gonna see where it stops and then i'm gonna groom it like a beautiful hedge <laughs> all, right, all right i'm looking forward to it uh we've got one of my favorite guests today uh so excited to have him here i think we've dropped your name in a few different episodes giving advice to people and shit oh, everybody sacramento legend carlos rodriguez <laughs> a legend uh what's happening everybody no, we were talking earlier. Uh, I recommend your writing method, to, like the tic tac toe. Oh yeah, when I first got in, you did the writing session where you recommended that. Mm, yeah, and I've kind of built all of my writing style around that. Yeah, it's helped. I have bad ADHD, mm -hmm. and so for me, it's been such a nice thing just to like start small with like oh related tags, and yeah. then to build it into using it for entire bits, how to connect bits. Yeah, it was one of my favorite things. It's a fun game to play. It's just yeah. a good brainstorming game to play, and then to like I said, after you get your your bit that after you you know you honed it in you're like fuck it now i'm gonna use this one part and put that in the middle now, and well, now you're could you could thought. you give like a quick breakdown of like what it is for <laughs> the people that don't know because like i i try and give a breakdown i host the writing workshops now it mm -hmm. laughs before the pro-ams and like we use your method once a month once every other month uh -huh. to like try and workshop a new joke it's um, funny seeing people not understand it that's my, it's like because it's so simple yeah but people just do not understand mm. maybe we're just dumb and we it's been around before me yeah. too it's just like people haven't used it utilized it as much and it's like it's pretty much you just draw a tic-tac board and in the center of the tic-tac board you write what your premise is now the problem is is people don't even know what premises are yeah. and that's a big big issue i remember yeah, one time yeah. i do a, i had a writing session because like if some people don't know I, I, when i'm home when i you know when i when i was home I would, I would, uh, you know, show a, a Facebook thing out there and be like, hey, I'm going to sit down at IHOP for about six hours. If anybody wants to show up, you can show up. And then people would come and then you could leave and you can come and go as much as what. And if, even if no one showed up, I would still sit there for six hours because I'm trying to write, mm -hmm. you know. And then, but I had a couple people come in and they were just telling me a story. And then it was like, yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting on my couch and I smoke weed and my mom comes in. What are you doing smoking weed? And, I tell her because I because I like getting high and then that was it and I go so what the fuck is where's the joke and I was like the premise is that you just smoke weed and he's like yeah and I'm like that's not a premise that's just <laughs> telling me something about yourself yep and then so but yeah you just throw a premise in there and I always use the I, I just use bums I always say bums mm. and then because you know bums and then you put it in the middle and then outside of the other in the other boxes where the x's and o's would go you start putting in things that relate to, to bums. So you write in one like change, you know, another one shopping carts, another one tents, another one, you know, uh, partners, uh, the other one you write, um, you know, location, you know, and, and whatever, whatnot, and, and so on and so forth. And then within those boxes that you created, like, let's say location, you start drawing up like, I, I've tried to make three bullet points. I try to do three because comedy comes in threes. So then I'm like, okay, location, you know, bums that live in Detroit, <laughs> like, and then I'll write, you know, Hawaii, Hawaii bums think they're better than Detroit bums. And then, you know, and then, and then I'm like, oh shit, there's bum wars. And then it's like, oh, remember bum fights? And before you know, my ADD kicks in and now I'm writing, it's only supposed to be three, but now I got five or six. Yeah. And then I go to the next box. I do the same thing over. 
And, you know, I'm like, oh, shopping carts, like some have them modded out, you know, that'd be hella funny if they did that, da, 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 da. you know, or, uh, you know, shopping cart, bump shopping carts, like they had to put the little locks on them now. And, you know, and, and it sucks when you pick one up at a grocery store and you fucking, you know, it's the last one. And then, you know, you just keep going and going and going before, you know, your ADD kicks in and you wrote six or seven of those motherfuckers. And then, I'm sorry, can we cut? Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. No, please. And matter fact, I think I'm going to write a joke about bums and shopping carts now. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because yeah. I was like, I never used that before. And so, and then you keep going. And then after a while you start, you know, Xing things that are hacky and that you don't like out because you're just trying to filter this stuff out and then i feel like even exhibit could do that show now pimp my cart because he's also homeless oh, <laughs> like, is he? i don't know probably oh, yeah, I, was gonna say, I, would, I wouldn't doubt it dude like it's, i always see that I always like you know like tiktok i always yeah. see new new people because uh dude's doing stand-up the fucking goalie from fucking mighty ducks because he was homeless oh, oh, yeah, oh he, he, he was went through rehab and now he's uh He's doing comedy. Yeah, Sean Weiss. Isn't he yeah. from like Yuba City? Yeah, fucking out. Out here now, he's out here slinging it. <laughs> no, he's not fucking. He was killing it, and then he uh, got hard on drugs, rehab. Now he's writing. Yeah, fucking murdering it. And <laughs> uh, he's pretty much lived my life, but now he's more famous. <laughs> <laughs> he's had that renaissance. Yeah, God. the um, but yeah, no. So I, I I do that method, and then you know, like I said, I always. I've always tried to help other comics out in, uh, with writing or with gigs or with like figuring out how to produce shows or how to, you know, make the community scene better that they're in, you know? Yeah. That was 1000%. Thing. Like mm -hmm. you were that guy for me when I was coming up. You mm -hmm. were not only like the spots on the shows, but like advice on producing, advice on booking, advice on anything I needed. And like the workshops that you would do were great. I was curious, who were the people doing that for you when you were coming up? No one. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I decided, that's why I did it. Because, like, uh, when I was coming up, they were a lot of, nobody wanted to show their hand. Mm -hmm. No one, everyone didn't want, they, no one wanted to tell you how much they're getting paid. Because then they're getting, you're getting their spot. Yeah. They didn't want to tell you, you know, if anything, they give you bad information. Like, I got a lot of bad information. I got a bad, like, like oh, don't get mailing lists. That's never going to work. No, mm -hmm. you don't get email lists. That's a, that's a waste of time. Don't, don't stand out and try to sell merch you look like you're begging don't um don't write jokes that are uh topical because you can't use them you gotta you use stuff that is like yeah. shit like that and yeah. i'm like dude and i remember listening and i'm like dude that's kind of i remember hearing that bit of information and i was like wait you're telling me because i looked at it this way if i'm writing i'm you know it's working on a muscle I may not be able to use this topical stuff anymore, but now I'm better at learning how to write or how to get to something quicker. So why would you tell me to stop writing anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then so, uh, like, I had maybe one comment. Like, well, the comic that's going to be on the road was Jason Ressa that was here. And, he, you know, he he was great because he, he, he gave me, like, information without knowing that he was giving me information. Like, yeah. He's just being a friend. Yeah. He yeah. was just like, he goes, yeah, a comic's always going to remember another comic that puts money in his pocket. Now, that is true, but then I found out there's a double edge to that sword. Mm -hmm. So I started, you know, okay, I'm going to put money in comics pockets. That's what I'll do. And, they'll, and, you know, and I'll help out, and then they'll help me out. Yeah. But then after a while, I started realizing, oh, they're not going to help me out. And on top of that, now that I've not helped them out as much as they think I should, now yeah. here comes the shit talking. Now here comes yeah. the, yeah. why haven't you put me on a show lately? Why haven't you booked me? And why haven't I? Why are they? And it's like, dog, like. You've been yeah. doing the same 15 minutes for five years now in the same scene. I can't put you I up can't again. Keep putting you up. Yeah. Like my fans, the people that I'm bringing out have seen you before. Yeah. They want something new. Maybe they want to see you again, mm -hmm. but they don't want to see the exact same jokes. Yeah. And then it's just, it sucks because, you know, I'm developing a product here. Like my product is, is, 
when people come to my show, they seem they want new, fresh, funny. And if I keep putting you up, then guess what? No one's going to buy my product anymore. It's, yeah. They're going to stop coming to shows. And just like just like if you go to a bad restaurant, you're not going to keep going there if they make that sandwich the same way. You, you give them one shot, you're like, hey, yeah. it, this, this, they probably got a new cook, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but after a while, they're like, no, nah, dude, we're not fucking with them anymore. And then you get to the point where where I find this a really bad thing is that we're giving this uh, – um, uh, we want to be politically correct in, in the booking order and the booking yeah. lineup. And I find that to be, and I'm only one outspoken about this and I don't care. Cause I'll yeah, take the yeah. flag. I don't give a fuck, but I'm not going to put you up because you're some sort of small minority group yeah. that yeah, needs yeah, yeah. to be heard. Just now, because there isn't another one of you on the show. Like doesn't yeah. mean you get a spot on the I'm show. All, that's what I'm always swinging in the trenches on. Cause like for me, <laughs> it's like, I just hear it all the time. Of like there's so many white men on a car. I'm like, okay, let's just break this down by numbers. Mm -hmm. There are, 10 to one what more white men in this industry than any other. So yeah. it's like, you see like, it's just how the numbers lie. So of course the more of one group you see in something, of course there's going to be more people to book in that. Cause just the numbers simply don't line up. Mm -hmm. And they also have it the hardest. So, <laughs> so it's easy for them to We're be funny. We're a line group. <laughs> well, here's another thing too. Like, and I know some of you might be like, well, they're just fucking dude, just talking about not booking people on it. Yeah. But that that's fucking bullshit because like, Let's say you do book an all white lineup or a fucking all dude lineup. I'll tell you right now that mm. not all those dudes are going to have the same exact material. Yeah. yeah, that's another problem I come in through. You put up two girls. Guess what? You both got two girls talking about fucking periods and fucking yep. whatever. Like, uh, da, da, da. and you know, we're not hearing about who you are uh, essentially because mm -hmm. that's what funny is. Funny is your your insecurities, your your um your vulnerable moments, uh, or your thought process. That's what makes you separately funny from everything else. And so, when you come in there and you just tell me about how gay you are and how you came out of the closet and went and your parents were okay with it and da da da, da and they knew the whole time. Yeah, I've heard that joke already tons of times. When we go up and see a black comic go up and he starts talking about fucking low credit, we're like, we've seen that already hella times. You know, same thing, like all the time. So even with the white male comic, you go up there and just talk about your dick all day, how yeah. little it is. We heard that already. Yeah. You're a hack. You're not funny. We're not putting you back on. You got to talk so, about how little and orange it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it gets it gets to that point. And it's like, yo, people, everyone needs a voice. And it's like, mm -hmm. sure. But everybody doesn't have a funny voice. Yes. And that's what I sell. I sell stand up. Yep. I sell yeah. funny. Doesn't matter. Doesn't. Man, woman, black, That's why I love white. this industry. Because like, I'm a full believer in meritocracy. Like I mm -hmm. like. Because my whole thing in comedy, like, I will fuck with you as long as your funny outpaces your crazy. Yeah. And that's what I'm in. Like, I, I, that's why I love comedy. Everything I do is just being in a meritocracy. Like, yeah. I don't want people who got into this, got into whatever industry simply because, like, oh, we're all alike. Like, no, I want psychos who are just like, okay, you're funny. Like, that's, dude, also, that's also why you write so much. Just so your funny outweighs your crazy. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> I have to write. Yeah. Fuck. And it's funny because like I, I remember getting in the stand up and being like, oh, I found my people. And then yeah. I got in here and I was like, oh, I didn't find my people. None of the, some of, a lot of these motherfuckers just don't share any of my morals or any no. virtue. And yeah. I was like, all right, never mind. But like I said, too, like I, I want to see funny and I want to be funny. Yeah. And, you know, then you get people that are like, you know, uh, well, we already we already seen one of you. So yeah. we don't need to see any more of you. And it's yeah. like. No, there's only one of me, mm -hmm. and this is my thought process. And I want to just because I share the same race or same certain gender at some yeah. as somebody doesn't necessarily mean you can discredit me or discount me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's why I, it's so it's 
totally turned and I can't, and you know, you know what I mean? Yep. 100%. And, uh, and, and it's like, and now, you know, you can't say anything cause you, you, you guys been in power for so long. You, 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 you don't deserve a voice. Yeah. I don't deserve a voice. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, it do, none of it makes sense. It's yeah. all just, it's people screaming to fit into a group and I'm out of it, but you know what? I'm just going to be a moron out here screaming about, Whatever I've, whatever I've fixated on the last 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I came here to play around and be goofy. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't come to here to be fucking like so like staunch and correct and on the right side of history constantly. No. Like I came here to fucking just test. This is all test kitchen. Yep. This is yeah. all it is. Yep. Yeah. Everyone's taking this shit mad seriously. Well, it's the thing like uh, you've heard a million times, but it's like how come Brad Pitt can go out and do some crazy role in a movie, and mm. no one is mad at him. But I go out here and say some intrusive thought. We're in the same industry. It's entertainment. Like I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah, and I'm getting held to this unlike this unreal standard. Like this is what Logan really thinks. Like no, this is a dumb thought I had at 2 a.m. And yeah. like, let's expand on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just taking a taking a dive in my dumbness. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I have to preface almost all myself like I'm a moron. Like. <laughs> The issue, I'm a big moron who's, I'm too confident mm. for a dude who's missing so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, like, uh, with that being said, the whole thing about, you know, at least you you didn't have a funny voice. Because I remember talking to someone, like, it's a boys club. And it's like, no, it is a club, but it's not a boys club. Yeah. It's a club where the concurrency is to be funny. Yeah. Now, I'm taking in my own thing where it's like, you know, a lot of people want to complain to get on shows. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm like, yo, complain all you want, but check this out. I'm gonna do something about it. I'll hold writing sessions. Mm -hmm. I'll hold um, I'll show you how to make money at stand-up or how I made money at stand-up. It's like, so you have no no bearing or no excuse to say I'm a piece of shit and mm -hmm. all I'm doing is trying to, you know, hold people hold back, people back yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's like, you want to know how to produce a show? You want to know how to make your comedy scene better? This is how you do it. And this is how I was doing it. Cause like I said, I I was producing I, uh, Jason told me to uh, put money in comics pockets. So I produced like four shows month monthlies, um, all over. Like Yuba, one was in Yuba City. Here was the, one was at the Punch. One was at Laughs, and then I did one in El Dorado Hills. And then I ended up having one in Brentwood after a while. You remember the Brentwood one? I don't know if you ever did the Brentwood. I don't it, think so. It was like a uh, it was a little a little bar over there. But I got to the point where my rooms were so like well run mm -hmm. that i didn't have to be there at anymore at them so like i can go off and go do my own set somewhere else and still make money while i'm because of my show is already doing well because i'm already going to take yeah. you know yeah if i like I, i'm not i'm not i'm not shy about it if i'm paying the headliner or something guarantee you i'm making as much or more than the headliner why because i'm the three p's i'm producing yeah. i'm performing and i'm fucking okay, promotions yeah yeah <laughs> so yep. definitely i'm gonna get paid all those checks you think simpsons uh go, dudes only get paid for one voice no mm -hmm. motherfucker those guys do four or five voices and collect the checks from all that shit that's a good way to think about it <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, but but like I said, I'm open and honest about it because I want you one of these days to be in my position. Yeah. yeah. So therefore, hey, because I used to have a whole thing about I hated when producers would come into the scene and mm -hmm. just take all the open micers and just bring them to yeah. the punchline. I uh I got into a fight on Facebook with this dude because uh he was running these shows mm -hmm. and he's putting he's advertising that it's Netflix. BET Hulu comedians, and then he's bringing only open micers, yeah, and giving them ten minutes that they don't have. And I was like, "Stop doing this! Like <laughs> you're fucking up the show at that venue. Like, yeah, they're not gonna want to come back. No. And then on top of that, you're you're tapping out the 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 open micer scene because what's what the open micer scene is is 
uh, you know, your value is you're not funny. So the only value that you hold to be on a show is that you bring people. Yeah. You bring yeah. asses and seats. Now, I already said it before to a lot of people. I only pay the host and the headliner when I produce shows because those are the two jobs. And it's like, all right. So the this uh, uh, the ecosystem of stand up scene, <laughs> a rant. <laughs> so what happens is this is how the, the lineup would go. It, it would go, you know, um, after the host goes the, the uh, one of the open micers mm -hmm. and then it comes into a, a person that is in the scene and is doing well, but not good enough to be the host yet. Like they are probably if they go up 10 times, they're going to do good, maybe five, maybe six. So it's like, okay, I could go outside and, and relax and chill out and come back and, you know, and then this, then the, the, then you bring the one that, that had the, the bringer that had the most people, you put him towards the end. So people yeah. don't leave after they see him. And then you got your headliner. So there's what that's host. That's five people on the, on the show. Yeah. And it's a smooth transition. You know how to fucking manipulate it and whatever, whatnot. Now, the thing about it is that middle guy that's starting to be, that's supposed to be good, he should be going around and open mics and getting better. So now I can make him a host. Now, when he's a host, I could pay you 50 bucks or 75 bucks, whatever it is to be a host. People need good hosts. You could probably get four gigs hosting a month. You can make 200 to $300 a month just starting as, as you're making money doing something you like. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. Then you get to a point where, you know how to dig yourself out of holes and you're and you're now you're hosting. So your 15 minutes is good here. You start expanding your 15 minutes before you know it. You got 20. You got 25. Boom. Close a show 25. Cause I'm not I'm doing five people. We're not, you're yeah. not doing an hour. Yeah. Do 25. You get if you feel good, fucking mm. go to 30, bro. <laughs> fucking have a good time. Fucking stretch your legs. Yeah. 100%. Um, this yeah. is this is so fun <laughs> to hear you talk about because I was that guy <laughs> like i've yeah. gone through the progression i was a guest set i was going out mm -hmm. i would pop into more of your shows and anytime i would show up you would throw me a guest set yeah i even said too i remember times like if i'm ever doing a show and you you come i'll put you up if you yeah. want Whatever. so yeah. that's why i started coming to more <laughs> i was yeah. like hey you said you would yeah. and you did and then you're like hey come host the show come host hey, somebody dropped out come host this show and then Mm -hmm. You let me headline a show too. Like, yeah. And then, because what happens is you become the good host. Now you close a show, you stretch your legs out. Um, you no longer have to bring. You're not a bringer no more. And the thing now is the bringers, people start seeing you. They start liking you. They start following you. Before yeah. you know it, they're starting to come to your shows. Mm -hmm. Now they're coming to your shows. You're like, why am I getting on these shows and making only headliner or closer money? I could I could take all these people and make a whole nother and, and now you become the yeah. producer and now yeah. it starts all over again. Yeah. Now that's how you get keep a comedy scene going good and keep it keep it moving, keep it going. Like I remember one time one of the producers came up to me and was like, um, I'm gonna steal your comics. And I was like, yeah. you can't steal my comics because I don't have any comics. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I uh I got accused of stealing comics recently from a show and I was like I'm not, they're comedians. Yeah. I'm not, I saw them at your show and I'm also friends with them. Like I know them. It's not like I was introduced to them that night even. So like yeah. that's, Go tell that comic that that you said that I can't p give them money for a show. Exactly. Go tell them right there because because you're over here telling me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm stealing. You're you. there. Are you their agent? Yeah. yeah I don't. I it's don't ridiculous. It. It's a it's a dumb thing. Your scene should be having multiple shows, being consistent because you, uh, those are people like I don't know who this is or not. I know some, they're, they're probably be like they'll hear it and be like fuck Carl said I'm a fucking money, <laughs> money stealer. But I don't know who yeah, you are. Yeah. But I'm just saying, don't do that because. 
it makes you look bad. It makes you look like you're trying to make all the money and not trying to be a better comedian or or good at your art or working at. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm out of this. Uh, that uh, <laughs> that uh, the, uh, the energy drink. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, the uh, that's just not a good way to go about making your scene better. Because when I first started coming, when I came back to Sacramento and did stand up, because I stopped for like six, seven years, and I came back because I started at 16. And then I stopped at like 20 and then I came back and there were a ton of open mics and there were a ton of shows and it was great. Everybody did everyone's. Everyone had a great time. Everyone was fucking killing. And, you know, we had uh, an uphill battle from trying to change the Sacramento scene and what it what it was, Mm -hmm. you know, because before we were known as Hackramento and, you know, a lot of people would talk shit if you came from SAC. But then after a while, motherfuckers were like, those SAC fools are beast, bro. And it took it took a minute to change fucking to to turn heads. Yeah. You know, and and then people started resting on the laurels of of all that work. And then a lot of the the mic, a lot of the mic started going to by the wayside or there started being a, a definitely a definite divide in sacramento's comedy scene at the time where it's like oh these comics can't work urban rooms because and they can't and they got to say urban rooms because they're too scared to say black uh, rooms yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it was it wasn't like that when when i first came everybody did everyone's and yep. you got to see an eclectic it was a great thing about being in sacramento at that time because you seen an, an eclectic show you would see somebody go up there and be a storyteller. Then you see a motherfucker go up there being a Def Jam comic. Then you go up there and see somebody just being super alternative. And when I mean alternative, I mean funny alternative. Like, like people don't realize that D. Tyler is an alternative comedian. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And, and his his storytelling and where he goes off, it's it's. If you ever see com- comedians of comedy, he's kind of has that S to him. But people okay. don't see it. If you start 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 listening and watching uh, uh, more of D. Tyler, D. Tyler is great. No, that's love what, Tyler. I, I never know what categories to put people in. I'm like, oh, you're just funny. Like I never know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm just not. Yeah, I don't dark know the comedy. Flavors. Oh man, this guy, this guy Ray Molina used to be in town or used to be here. He would be a dark comic, and yeah. it would just be so good. It would be fucking dope. And then you're like. It was great too because you really gave people their due. Like no one looked at somebody like fuck him. He's not that funny, and yeah. just because you want to be hated, yeah, yeah. dude. It was like, dude, you had the set of the night. Like yeah. we, we all, we tonight was yours, mm-hmm. and I, uh, we did that often, and it was good, man. It was fun, and um, but then after a while, it just got to a point where people wanted to be more Bay Area esque, yeah, and where it's like they wanted to be more, the smartest person in the room, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> so you. So now you're not <laughs> you're not talking to them. You're talking at them. Yep. And it's like, dude, I don't like that. That's that's not that's not what we're about. That's mm-hmm. not what's. I don't know. For me, I don't feel like stand up comedy should be telling people how to think or who to or how to behave or who to be. It's just like, hey, this is me, and I'm I'm fallible. I'm yep. ridiculous. I'm broken. I'm dumb. I, but I am smart at times. I'm I'm able to recognize it. I have self awareness of my mistakes, and everyone makes these. You yeah. know. And 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 everyone that is in that audience will 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 connect and contextualize and be like, oh, I didn't think anybody else thought that way too. That's hilarious. <laughs> like someone else is there too, or fuck, I, or even I never thought of it that way. I remember, I remember uh, hearing a quote or reading a quote in Bartlett's when I was like eighteen, and I was about to start start uh start like really really writing stand up because I was going up thinking it was I had God's gift and I was eating shit all over the place, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it said. If you make people think, they will hate you. But if you make people think that they are thinking, they will love you. And I was like, 
yeah. So yep. I start, started writing in that kind of like, I love this guy. <laughs> this guy's making me think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because if you make, if no, if you make people think, they'd be like, oh, I don't want to talk about that shit. I don't want to fucking all that. Nah, man. Fuck it. But if you make people think that they, if you spark the idea in somebody, they're yeah. like, you know what? That does make sense. I fucking like that, man. That's, dude. Oh, man. I never thought of it that way. Now that I think of it, dude. Now, oh, my God. You just, I don't know. The way you wrap it up and give it to somebody, you know? And here, you run off with it because yeah. the greatest state of, uh, uh, in the world is the state of imagination mm. because everyone's painting a picture in their brain of what you're saying all you're doing is you're giving them the basic of it and let them fly with it you'll talk about your experience and then they fuck it in their brain they're like oh that's right i did have a girlfriend so that's why that's why i got huh. dumped oh shit yeah. <laughs> you know i'm sorry i'm talking hella no, fast. No, 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 no. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this because <laughs> one thing that is annoys me about the sacramento scene is sacramento like i feel like sacramento is doing really well right now yeah mm-hmm. but because we're doing so well whenever other cities talk about us they call us bay area <laughs> and it bothers the fuck yeah, out of me. Yeah, me off. Like we're, we're mean, not, we're not the ba- like we're sac- like Sacramento's dragging you right now. <laughs> to be fair, I think also that's partially my fault for including <laughs> Sacramento in the roast battle Bay Area. Yeah, oh, <laughs> but shit. that's just because yep. I'm not gonna not do shows at the Sac Punchline. Yeah. Uh, so the um, who cares? That's one thing I get all the time. It's, oh, you're Bay Area. I'm like, nope, Sacramento comic. Yeah, yeah. dude, I tell them the same thing. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm co-host on 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 Ernst's podcast, uh, uh, Chains Out, and I think it was like the second or first or second episode. But he was like, uh, yeah, cause he, oh, I think DJ was on. I think it was the one when DJ was on. He was like, yeah, so you guys are both from the Bay Area, and I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> not the Bay Area, dog. And I was like, we're we're something different. We're blue collar. We're a little bit. In, we're in. They don't want to claim us, and we don't want to be claimed by them either. Yeah, you know. And I was yeah. like, dude, I go if anything. Thing, it's and I go I and I started hating the fact that they were trying to segregate Sacramento and Stockton. I was like, that's fucking bullshit. I was like, Sacramento, Stockton, and Modesto all watch Channel Fox Forty News on the same number. <laughs> I was like, we are the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, fuck all that noise, man. And yeah, they try to. They, they definitely try to. That's what I don't like about what happened with this scene or what happened with people. They started really like trying to group everybody. It started yeah. turning into super high school. Like, oh, you hang out with them? That's that group. Are you hang out with them? That's that group. That's, yeah. yeah. We don't. I, you oh, know. you go to comedy spot? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's still like that, but the thing that I noticed it like it's like that. It's not as bad. In, no, no, but it's it's like that up until you get to a spot where you're actually funny, and then the mm. actual funny people in each group yeah. are hanging out and are having fun doing eclectic shows. Yeah, but it's only at I, I, don't, I hate saying lower levels. I don't want to be like besmirch other comics, but it's like when you're at the lower level, that's the only time you're really clicked up. But the funny people mm-hmm. tend to hang out together. With whoever. And yeah, they're like yeah, yeah. That's and you I've start noticed. leaving drama too. It's yes. great because like uh like you you leave facebook groups you leave yeah. group text things you leave you start leaving things like that behind and then like and you'll still hear people talking shit about you but by that time it's like who gives a fuck really yeah, because yeah. it's like i'm really i'm way too busy and I, and it's a good thing that i'm too busy and it's funny because like i would i would always tell another comedian that was always like relaying stuff back to me which i didn't care yeah and i had to end up telling him like dude i mean you keep telling me this stuff but i'm gonna let you in on a little secret about how i deal with it and how how you should deal with stuff like that mm-hmm. i go those people are always going to be where i left them yep that's yeah. it and you can just keep moving and they'll still keep talking about your moves mm-hmm. but who cares you're the one moving yeah yep. so What's the jamie fox just got lambasted for saying it but he was like jesus was a nice guy and they killed him <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, do your thing mm-hmm. uh i love that kind of shit because once again funny for me funny trumps all and because yeah. it's like going out like going out with my friends who from comedy? It's such a weird group yeah. to go out to a bar and drink with. <laughs> yeah, because we're from wildly different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and we're just nuts. We're we're normally like 
we went to a bar and we're like, should we get a table inside or outside? Like, let's go outside away from these people because we're going <laughs> to yeah. say some dumb shit yeah. that they're going to stare at us for. Yeah. And that's my, uh, that's my favorite thing because you can just truly be open and communicate. Mm -hmm. It's There's no hiding. It's like, no, no. We're going to say the dark thing that comes into the back of our mind. Yeah. And we're going to see where it bounces off. That's the best. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, man. And I, I just like, like I said too, like even me, like, I wouldn't necessarily even say bashing. I'm just saying the truth, yeah. you know? And yep. But some people will be like, he's bashing the scene or he's bashing certain groups or whatever the fuck. It's like, I'm not. I'm just saying the truth. But I'm one of the comics when I was here was trying to do something about it. Like, I'm, I'm the one that put on as many people as I possibly could. If someone was new in the scene, I was like, all right, let's give you a shot. I'll give you enough rope to hang yourself or yep. to pull yourself up. It's up yeah. to you. I can't, I'm not going to be a super duper comedy coach and keep giving you work. I'm not your manager. I'm not your agent. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I here, well, all I could do is I could write, we can we can we can keep doing shows together. I could figure out if like help you out along the way. Show and you the get, blueprints. Yeah, and if you get better, then fuck it. Check this out. Yeah. Now now that you're better here, come with me on the road. What you yeah. call it? I remember uh, one time because uh, Robert came in a moto, and yeah. I was like, dude, dude, fuck Robert, or like he was just in already boom 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 hitting stuff and i was like okay cool and i was like you have something you have potential and then you know he he I, he really didn't need much to to, to, to show or anything yeah, yeah. like that it was like oh dude uh, yeah come feature and then before you know it you know i had taken him to you know a feature for me at harvey's in portland and then we did uh the underground in seattle and then we did san san jose and then we did the crow's nest and by i think we had done like five or six weeks really quick and then i go I, since I don't need to show you how to write and I don't yeah. need to show you how to, you know, produce a show this. Now you have six comedy clubs or comedy bookers emails. Cause they, you know that you worked with me. Yeah. Now you send them your emails and this is how you do that. Mm -hmm. And then, so it was a whole nother playbook. Like as soon as you get out of the playbook of your scene and you're, you know, learning how to be a writer, learning how to be a funny comedian, learning how to produce. Now let's show you how to network and how to book yourself. And it's like, all right, dude, Here's some here's some hints and here's some tips and I like I said I started doing a uh, a uh, well I did it at the at the program thing the uh, the Road Warrior comic thing yeah. where it's like you know I started because that thing comes from another uh, like no one was giving me a shot so what i do i have to you have to make your own way i didn't complain my way in i yeah. fucking figure out a way to where i got into these festivals i wasn't getting into any festivals dog it was so, i was like dude i'm mexican why would i get into Mexican? <laughs> yeah you know and i was like all right what the fuck so uh, i remember going with jenny to the um world series of comedy and she was like just come and just crash the meet and greet and i was like okay so I went, but when I went there, th I did the off show uh, at eleven o'clock, and they were told me it's not part of the 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 the, the World Series, but you, it's just a mic that you could do. I did it. They go, you know, three people fell out. Do you want to be in it now? I'm like, yeah, yep. yeah. So then I made it to the semifinals, and then I got out, and then I knew that the Big Pine was happening. So I I got a rent a car and I drove to Big Pine in the middle of the night. You know, from Las Vegas to Arizona and Flagstaff, they had an open mic. I got on that. I won that. I got on Big Pine and then I won like Best of the Fest or some shit like that. And then, you know, and I got to meet Hillary and then I got to, oh, I already knew Jenny. And then I was just like, how do I get in here more often? How do I, because I was like, this is very rare. I was like, I'm, I can't do this every time. Yeah. And I know that during the day they had events that they were, and I was like, they had podcasts or they had like workshops. And I was yeah. like, if I develop a workshop, 
that could probably get me in here. So what I did is I developed the Road Warrior comic uh, uh, workshop because I knew how to make money and earn a living and not be famous. And I was like, all these guys here at these festivals are not famous. And all these kids know what it's like to be a feature on the road and, and come back negative. You know, like, I mean, I wasn't make, I didn't make profit until probably year five or six Mm -hmm. on the road. And I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't get on the road until probably year three or so. You mean year five or six of being on the road or year five and six total in comedy? Being on the road. God damn it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was like, because I wanted to make sure I was a good comedian too when I yeah. went on the road. So I, I stuck around for a good almost three, close to maybe four years. Yeah. Because I was like, I want to be able to have, you know, feature time if I'm hosting on the road or if I'm, you know, I always wanted to have the time pro- yeah. more than what was above my pay grade. And then so, you know, I was like, well, this is what I did. And, and I developed that. And then after a while the festival started having me there and I didn't have to submit tapes. Mm-hmm. I'd have to submit any tapes. And then before I knew it, I was, um, I was in at all the festivals and then I was industry. Mm-hmm. They, they were like, well, you don't have to, you, now you're just industry. Now I'm, I'm having dinners. I'm having industry dinners with everybody. That's, you know, the, the, the booker of the improv, the booker of cruise ships, the booker of all the Boston comedy clubs. And then they're getting to know me. And then I'm vouched for because Jenny's also there and Hillary already seen me. So now they're like, Oh, well, Oh, blah, blah. And then, I became host or closer of this stuff, and now I have no pressure. And when yeah. you have no pressure on a festival show, yeah, you're shit. It just shines, boom, boom, boom. And then Jenny, one time we were at uh, uh, the owner of Last Unlimited, we were at um, the World Series again, and I was getting a whole bunch of videos of comics, and I'm like, my in, in my email, I'm like, what the fuck, and I'm. <laughs> And then I'm like, who is this? And then I'm watching him and I'm like, this is trash. And then um, I go, and Jenny's like, what are you doing? And I go, I'm watching videos of comics. They're sending, I don't know why they're sending me video. She was like, oh, I told everyone that you book laughs and gave them your email. I go, what the <laughs> fuck? That's so funny. I can 100% see her doing that. Dude. Yeah. And I was like, some of these comedians I knew and I knew they were funny. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why the fuck are you doing? Why'd you send this in? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. So. Uh, I started coming up with me and Jay started coming up with a, a a workshop on how to send in tapes. Yeah, yeah. You guys did it at the Sacto. Yeah, the Sacktown get down. Yeah, uh, Carl sent uh, Carl. Uh, Carly. Carly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah. And like Carly's hilarious, and mm-hmm. he's been hosting up in Medford for years. Yeah. And to host for that long and still be that consistently funny and creative, I was like, dude, if you ever need a recommendation, let me know, because because like you know, all the comics go through there. Everyone's been through there, but no one's yeah. ever. I I know what it's like to not get get the get back mm-hmm. you know and i'm like i'm not for that i'll get you back don't even trip like you could definitely use me i was like fucking let me know when you send it so i can also send an email as well and be yeah. like hey be on the lookout for my boy but he sends jenny uh uh that video and it's the first 30 seconds is he says every single cuss word in the book and it's just <laughs> terrible she still shows that video <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. she hits me up and she goes hey tell your boy uh, he needs to send me another video, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" So she sends it, and she said, "I was like, oh my god!" I hit him up. I was like, "What are you doing?" And then Jenny goes, "We should use this for the uh, the thing." And I go, "Yeah." She goes, "Like I'll tell you." She goes, "All right, Carl, I'll tell you what, you let us use this video to show people what not to do, and we'll book you. You get your, you'll get a week." Yeah. And then she bumped him to, uh, straight up to feature really quick. Like she just like, "I'll give you a feature date." Boom. And he was like, "I got." You. I was like, "He got it too." So, and um, but it was funny though, man. And so I started doing that. 
And then with that being said, I became the person that reviews tapes. Mm -hmm. So this past, I, I did I did Noho's Festival. I watched mm -hmm. those tapes. I watched uh, Sacktown Gives Down tapes. I watched I watched the Big Pine tapes, and I watched um, uh, 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 what else was it? There was another one. Fuck, what was the other one? The one that's at the in San Diego. I think so. I can't Mike remember. There was Trump. another one, but I had to watch like 180 submission tapes at one point. Ooh, yeah, so much dude. bad comedy. How much, you, like, so much. how much are you watching of those? So this is the thing. This is this is what I started realizing. <laughs> the reason why I would like would not get picked mm -hmm. is because my name is Carlos Rodriguez. Yeah, I'm an R. I'm at the very back. So by the time they get to my video, <laughs> they're fucking done because yeah. I know what it's like to be done. But I'm a comedian, so I watch. I give you uh, out of the five minute tape, I'm giving you two thirty to yeah. keep me interested, and I'll watch. If you keep me interested, I'll watch the whole tape. You yeah. know, but like I'm giving you that. But some of these people aren't even watching your tape. Some of these people are listening to your stand up as they're doing other things, and yeah. what they're doing, they're not listening to your stand up. They're listening to the crowd's reaction. Yeah. So they're like, okay, let me see what, the, and then they'll rebound. They're like, let me see what this guy's talking about. Okay, he's got something. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Because also too. You know if the com if the if the if the audience is laughing because they were trained to laugh or if this person is doing their They're job actually pulling the laughter yeah out of them. yeah so I was like fuck dude next time I do a, a festival or anything like that I'm I'm using my I'm using a middle initial as an A or I'm I'm changing it to fucking yeah. something with an A dude <laughs> yeah, yeah. but so what do you yeah. look for when you're watching them then uh, when I watch uh, videos and shit like that I'm making sure that it is stand up first off because there's some tapes that I've gotten where it's just people sitting down in their living room talking about how they'd like to be in the festival oh, <laughs> oh my god man i <laughs> that makes dude could you imagine sending that to a booker though like just sitting at your couch like this is I why i want to work weekends lives, <laughs> like a fucking psycho bro <laughs> yeah and it was funny too and there was this one time i was we were watching um this uh uh i was watching this video and I told my girl, I was like, come here, come here. And she was like, what? And I was like, watch this. And so she's watching it. And she was like, okay. And I go, you hear the laugh? And she was like, yeah, it's like really loud. I go, he's next to the camera. And she was like, yeah. And I go, but he's not in the room of the comedy that's happening. He's recording the laptop and laughing along with the audience. So it sounds like more laughter. And she was like, oh, my God, he is. It's oh, my and God. And then wait, I started fucking with the... um with the coloring of the of the of the screen yeah and you could see him in the reflection of the <laughs> of the laptop <laughs> it's so funny because i know jenny talked about she's like caught comics using laugh tracks yeah and like it, that's never once crossed my mind because mm -hmm. i'm like you'll embarrass i'd be to go to a thing and then it, it me not be as funny as i've talked about being or shown you in the video yeah that's horrifying yeah well the things we you look for too is like yeah you don't you want to do it landscape style you don't want to use it you know straight up and down yeah and then you know audio is probably more important than the video to be honest because yeah. like yep. it could be super clear and i can't hear a fucking thing you're saying it's muffled or you know and then also too you know you don't want to see i don't want to see any of the host mm -hmm. you know maybe saying your name but that's about it yeah so the people look for even that you're wasting a lot of time on the walk up that was yeah. you guys used my video mm -hmm. at that the one at the Sacktown get down uh and like the first thing i showed was like the guy introducing me he gives like a shitty intro and then you're like it's 30 seconds of the of 
the host, like not even you. And they were like, I was like, give it, th- give it 30 more seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was still trash. But, <laughs> but yeah, cause it's like, cause then you're sitting there and now that's a minute wasted and you're like, when's the laugh coming? And then, or it just sucks, man. And you're like, fuck dude. And some of these people you're rooting for and you're like, please be funny. Cause I want to put someone's name down. I want to. Yeah. And then I got some, t- uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I got some people saying, I submit sometimes my list and maybe two or three people get get on it from my list. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, what happened? And they're like, well, we needed such and such. We mm-hmm. needed a uh, this type of person. We needed that type of person to get in. And I'm like, really? So we're not so we're not a comedy festival anymore. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. You're telling yeah. me that we're an inclusive festival of 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 a voice yep <laughs> fucking yep. yeah I'm, a, I'm gonna i'm gonna market that i'm gonna copyright that that's gonna be my next my <laughs> festival <laughs> an inclusive voice festival but i was just i was i was perturbed by it because i'm like like you said too i feel that comedy and funny trumps it all yeah and yeah. I, you know that's why a lot of these festivals too that are popping up around everywhere mm-hmm. everyone's starting everyone's getting into festivals and posting that they're in them and it's like dog but that festival isn't a comedy festival, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hold any value or any weight. You know, you tell me you you did the 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 Schomburg festival, mm-hmm. and people were like, "What?" Like, oh yeah, it was for two days, and it was at one venue, and all they did was just take your money for the application fee, and then fucking not give you any work. Yeah, you know, and and then just and it's just not. There's nobody funny on it, you know, and. Pff, like at least when you go to like you know the sack get get down or or big pine or any of those things you have industry there like you have the just for laughs uh uh bookers there you have uh improv there you have like i said boston there um house of comedy and everyone gets weeks somewhere you you go to those things yeah. and you get some work out of it and you get you get the networking uh capabilities and whatnot but yeah it's it's starting to turn the festival thing is starting to turn into uh very watered down yeah to where yeah yeah, it's like oh you just want to go hang out with people at comics in different uh, different cities yeah and you just basically wasted more money than you if you'd have stood home and did stand up you would have gotten better (laughs) you would have gotten more (laughs) stage time Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't waste as much as much money and all you did was just go meet a bunch of fuck ups (laughs) yep (laughs) what you got that you could have just did here i say i I wish it was a better blueprint blueprint for how to handle yourself at festivals yeah because like sack town get down was my first one mm-hmm. and so in my head i had a much different idea of what it was mm-hmm. versus what it actually is mm-hmm. and now knowing that i could have done so much better knowing what it is rather than what i thought it was that yeah. makes sense and so, I was with, so like, what's your, what's your what was your what was your, your grandiose idea uh for me like i like uh I thought it was this thing where it's like it's all based on your set. I didn't realize it was a mingling thing. I didn't realize yeah. it was a networking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like for me, it's like I'm because I'm a very much like if I like you, I'll talk to you no problem. But yeah. if I get any like thing where you make me feel weird, <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. And You're so all I'll, skeevy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm done. I won't talk to you. I won't bullshit with you. Yeah. Because if something felt off and I'm like, ah, I'm good. Yeah. But I, I like I didn't realize. Yeah. I had the same thing. And yeah. then like. Also, I got weirded out by how into the bookers the other comics yeah. were. Yeah. And it's like, it just seems so fake that I'm like, yep. I don't want to hang out. Yeah. Like, I, I, had, I feel I weird had, that's here. Game Fest. I had uh, a few different people start the conversation with my, what my follower count was. Mm-hmm. That's and insane. immediately I yeah. dipped. I'm like, nope, fuck yeah. you. I'm out. Gross. I don't care who you are. 
it made me feel weird. Mm-hmm. Like the people, the people I ended up bullshitting with were just people I happened to be sitting next to, just drinking, hanging out, and just yeah. talking about nothing. And those are the people I still talk to now. Yeah, and that would I hated that's... the networking thing. I was so bad at it. Yep, and I've been I was bad at it for a long time. That's why I'm not fucking famous or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, and plus on top of that, I was never trying to be famous. Yep, and it was like my whole thing was just like you, like just like you guys, like my whole idea and grandiose ideas too were like, you know. I've been working hard on this set. Mm-hmm. I'm. I, I. I try not to be hacky. I try to be clever. Um, yep. I. You know. Every pauses. Everything. Yeah. Boom. 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 I'm. It's. And then I go up there. I'm like, my set should speak for itself onto who I am and what I what I can bring to comedy, and that will get me booked. Yep. That will get me work. People are gonna yeah, ask that's me. That's how it should Pe- go. Yeah. People yeah. are gonna be like, so who killed it at the at the comedy festival? Oh, this one. Dude. And you know what though. They do do that. Mm-hmm. They do do that. But you know what I found out? They do do that. They do that to the person that they can sell. Yes. They don't do that to the person that's fucking killing. Mm-hmm. And I don't like people are probably thinking like, oh, he sounds bitter. And I'm like, no, I've seen it more times than yeah, not yeah, where yeah. I'm like, really? That guy is everyone's talking about this guy. Well, let's see him. I want to see him. Let's see him. So I go yeah. up there. I watch him and I'm like, oh, he's not ripping. You guys told me that this guy was this guy was great and he's gonna rip, or this yeah. girl's great and she's gonna yep. rip. And I'm watching. I'm like, dog, these are all year four comic jokes. Like, yep. I I done this a uh, 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 a version of this joke and yeah. I threw it away because somebody else had a better one. Yep. You know, and I'm like, this guy didn't even throw him away. He's just yeah. So I'm like, dude, I see that and I'm like, you know what? Like I said before, yeah, I'm not gonna complain. Like I'm talking to you guys because we're talking and it's yeah, a podcast. Sure. I'm not doing this because I want to fucking ooh, but <laughs> but like I said. I don't complain. It's almost like the, you know what it feels like? It feels like, oh, this sounds so fucking, like shit like this makes me gross out when I I talk like about comedy this way too. Uh, (laughs) But this is like, this way I contextualize it. Have you ever seen Save Your Private Ryan? Yeah. And he goes, uh, he says, I don't gripe down, I gripe up. It's a chain of command. You Mm -hmm. gripe to me, I gripe to my girlfriend and so on and so forth. And that's what I feel it's like. But I wouldn't even gripe up. Like, all right, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? I can't I can't put it on anybody else. Like, why didn't you choose me? Or why didn't you know this is why they didn't? Yeah. Because da, 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 da. hey, that dude's younger. That dude may be good better looking. He might be the person that you mm-hmm. want to sell. All right, that's fine. But I'll, I know for sure that I love the fact that I have the respect of comedians that I respect. Yes. yes. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that are out there. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if someone's like, oh, you know, before I introduce him, I have to, his credits are fucking this and that yep. and this. I was like, I don't give a fuck if you're on oh. SNL. I don't give a fuck yeah. if you were on some sort of skit or variety show. Yep. Motherfucker, can you bring it? Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, your feature, if you can't bring it, your feature's going to fucking gonna chew you up. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's my one of my boy. favorite things to see is like a feature bury a an unready headliner yes an unready i love the way you put that (laughs) dude i've seen so many of that so much of that dude it's ridiculous i'm like what the goal to be is to be for me at least undeniably funny yeah and and like because for me it's like i hate doing comedy in the bay area i'm gonna say actually san francisco Mm -hmm. but I love it just because it's so hard for my personality to mesh well with to get over yeah but i know i'm not crazy uh. And I know I can be funny to you. It's just I have to I have to do the correct steps for you to let your guard down and understand this is me. Mm-hmm. This is nothing on you. This is me. And so that's why I like shit like that. Yeah. I want to be undeniably funny in every room. I want to I want to figure out the steps that I need to take. Yeah. For any group for me to relate to and actually be funny. Well, this is what I loved about when the, when the scene when I was in the scene and how there was like, you know, different rooms too but everyone did everyone's room and the greatest thing about it was like like this joke doesn't work in this room 
but I got to come back and say it at least five times before I put it back away yeah. to bring it out later because it may be I'm not a good writer enough for it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it would it was the greatest thing too to like overcome a room. Yep. Like yeah, like I go I killed at that, you know, cuz I started realizing too a different a lot of different things like, oh, I can do an hour of clean comedy and then I went and did it one time at a Shriners uh event and then I realized, oh, there's two different types of clean comedy sets. There's one that's for 50 and and below and then there's another clean comedy set for 50 and above. <laughs> cuz yep. yeah, yeah. cuz 50 and above, you start talking about cartoons and and candy and stuff. They don't know, well, they 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 don't, they don't get that. Care. They don't contextualize yeah. it. Yeah. But you can tell a 50-year-old crowd and above a story and the motherfuckers are all in because you're painting the picture and they got an attention span if they're not going fucking dementia (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so there's a lot of little things that i loved about that too and about Mm -hmm. because this is a whole thing of like and i once again it's so douchey when the art form or the fucking saber private ryan reference (laughs) i know it's not war or anything like that but you know it's it's just like the all that stuff is gears. It's all gears. And you put up a seasoned comedian, mm-hmm. you know, that's been on the road for maybe seven or eight years. And I'm talking like road yeah. uh, against somebody that's a brand new headliner that yeah. was on guy, Cro- guy Code or Girl Code or whatever the fuck <laughs> on MTV for a season. And now they want to try their hand at stand up or a mm-hmm. TikTok comic that just only talks to the crowd. Yep. It's like, yo. You're gonna get fucking buried. So you're gonna get embarrassed. You're gonna get exposed real quick. Yep. <laughs> and well, so, I'm yeah. I just hate seeing it where I can see people who are like a year in the comedy submitting to every single festival. Cause I remember being like two years, two, three years in, and people were like, Why don't you submit to this? Why don't you submit to that? It's like, cause I'm dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I want to go out and have be almost gonna be undeniable. Yeah. And I'm in my head, I'm not there yet. You only have one chance for a yeah. first impression. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I, I see some people submit like for, going back to the submission videos, my favorite was they watched one and we were convinced it was another comic's submission because he he was in frame for the first two minutes. Uh-huh. And we're like, how did you get accepted in this festival <laughs> doing this dog shit? And come to find out it was the there was a comic way behind him in the background who was talking the whole time oh. who didn't get accepted in the festival. Okay. And so it was just hilarious to see shit like that. We're like, oh no, yeah. you weren't ready. No. <laughs> you look confused. I am. I, I don't know. Oh, we forgot I, I to press record. <laughs> no, yeah. forgot. Oh, man. I, I don't that, get why people. Uh, for me. <laughs> some of the submissions that get sent in, I don't. I don't get it. No, it's like I just like. I get embarrassed, like of the submissions I had a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like I have to keep uploading my thing to YouTube. I have my YouTube on private, so the only you can. Like, yeah. I don't want yeah. anyone seeing. Yeah, this. I got tons yeah. of my shit on private. Exactly, dude. I hate my stand up. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> like, yeah. dude, I'm talking all this shit, but like, you know, like I, I, I hold. It's because I hold myself to a high standard. Yep. And you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that someone probably doesn't think I'm funny, and I'm like, I agree with you. <laughs> and you know what the thing about it is? Like, I'm trying to get better. Yep. I'm really trying to figure out more things. I'm not trying to do the same shit over. You don't think I go home and beat up myself? I, I might even have a good set and i'm like i did nothing different yes. that yeah. changed my set to yeah. where i was scared to try it and risk and and i don't like that i feel like i bailed out and i became my own personal hack yep. yeah and you ever read comments are you a comment reader or no? i've i can't i i have and <laughs> i i'm very dude i tell people this all the time i'm super fucking sensitive yep. like i'm i may be you you may be thinking like oh he's 
because I used to get this this reputation of like, oh, he's hella confrontational. And it's like I'm not afraid of confrontation, confrontation. Yeah, but I am sensitive to where I'm going to bring it to your face, like talk to you about it. Yep. And then it's like, oh, he's fucking, he's bullying. Like I'm not bullying. You're the one talking shit about me. Yep. <laughs> I'm here because of something you did. <laughs> you know, like I was going ahead and living my life and doing my dumbass comedy yep. until you fucking had something to say. Now I want to talk to you about it. And now yeah. I'm the piece of shit. Yeah. Makes no sense. But like oh. I read the comments, dude, and I'm fucking, uh, dude, I'm. Okay, I always say this, and people think of it as crazy because I'm fascinated with serial killers. Yeah. And the reason why I'm fascinated with serial killers is because, like the movie Glass, you have, you know, unbro- unbreakable uh, Bruce Willis, and on the other spectrum, you have the guy made of glass that yes. breaks everything. So, in essence, that's kind of what I what was with me. Mm-hmm. Serial killers don't have any feelings. Yep, they're sociopaths. They don't ha- they don't have any mm-hmm. any feeling. Me, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I feel so much that I have to tell strangers about my feelings. Do <laughs> 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 you know uh, Albert Fisk? Oh, uh, what, uh, um, uh, serial killer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, you, that's right. We and you were talking about that yep. shit. I, I love that. I'm, I'm ballsy. I love serial killers. Uh, they're my absolute, cause it's for me, it's, it's fascinating to see how some of them can be so normal in like, yeah. cause we're like, we're in the, we can be relatively normal in our everyday lives, mm-hmm. but then we go say our wild emotions on stage yeah. and bring it where it's like them. They're like, they'll be normal for 95% of their lives, but then they'll go murder kids in their free time or like steal people off of hiking trails. Just crazy shit. It, it's like, well, my favorite is Albert Fisk or Ed Kemper, but Albert Fisk is like his whole thing was pain. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he didn't feel. So he would like, he would like shove needles. Like when they, uh, uh, looked at his body when he died he had like some like 40 uh rusted needles shoved into his scrotum oh shit uh that were just rusted all the way through they've been in there for years dude i see like things like that like i just can't believe how somebody could do things like that oh yeah i cannot believe how someone can just you know i i seen a video the other day and i fucking cried my eyes out and my girlfriend was like are you okay i was watching us it was a dog dude and (laughs) someone had it was on tiktok really quick and someone had um called the lady and said hey there's uh there's there's some dogs dumped on the edge of your property Mm -hmm. and she's driving she's like oh my god she's recording she's like someone said there's dogs and she gets there and three of the dogs are huddled in the corner and one's uh, on the ground and it, and then it says it's 10 degrees outside and she went to pick up the other one she was like oh my god and it froze to death and i was looking and then she saves the other three and i'm like all fucking day i'm fucked up off yep. this off this dead puppy dude and yeah. i'm like that just breaks mm-hmm. my heart like and then then I watched the video, and now it's in my algorithm. So now they show me all kind of more sad puppy <laughs> fucking stories, <laughs> dude. I was, uh, and and just for like people like like you said like Ed Kemper and, yep. and you know like he goes off and murders his mom and his grandparents and you know um he fucked his mom's skull yeah I fucked his mom's skull and <laughs> I was reading this book Not called until you try it <laughs> <laughs> well Mindhunters was one of like yeah. my favorite you know uh, Netflix shows and um so I wanted to know what happened because I, I know about Dennis Rader and I know yep. that show and the little pieces of him and I was like and we're never going to get a season three or four mm. from that place from that they released all the actors and David Fincher kind of went and moved on and started doing other things but um I was like, I want to know more. So I wanted, so I went to go get the book. I read the Mindhunter book. Yep. And it's not the series. It's it's basically him telling how he came into it all and whatnot. And, you know, and he just breaks down on the profiling and how they figure out how to profile somebody, which I found so fascinating, too. Mm-hmm. Just like they go there. They found this body and the and the um the it was on a trail. And uh, there was there was there was uh, knife wounds to the back and um he was like 
well, you can tell by, you know, the process of elimination of what they know now or how they, you know, pr- did a profile. They go, this person is, uh, lives in the area because mm-hmm. they know this trail and they know, and, and where they found the body at. And this, he's familiar with the area. Um, he's not a, um, social person, mm-hmm. um, because he attacked from the back and he has a, uh, disfigurement. Mm-hmm. It might be a hair lip and, or it might be a, um, uh, 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 teeth that are that are that are corroded and disgusting or whatever the hell, and uh, found a dude and it was it was actually a lot of this was in the Bay Area and yeah. they found yep. the found the dude and and sure enough he had a hair lip and they were like how did you know and he was like because he attacked from behind knowing that he couldn't convince somebody to come with them he mm-hmm. couldn't want because he's just uh, uh you know insecure about his face or how he talked or his lisp or whatever the hell and I go that's so crazy it's so fascinating and you know and then the, the but then the other book though that I read of that guy same same detective and author. Uh, it was called Killer Across the Table. Mm-hmm. Now that's the one that was written. Or um, I listened to it. Yeah. By the way, D. Tyler showed me a, a, a on an app because I do a lot of drives. Still, I love I love I love being on the road. I love yeah. being a road comic. So, um, Libby. You download yep. the, the Libby yeah, app, yeah, yeah. Yep. and it's if you have the library card, you can just listen to audiobooks. Oh, and fun yeah. fact about Libby, uh, you don't need to be in the area, so you can register. Like, uh, fun fact, not a lot of people in San Jose read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I registered mine as a San Jose library. Uh-huh. There's almost no wait time on any of the good books. Oh, okay. almost, almost none. <laughs> oh, shit. So you, you pick a city with a library where people predominantly don't read. Uh, and then there's nothing there. <laughs> and uh-huh. there's no backlog. <laughs> Dude, it was that's it's my profiling. <laughs> so the uh, the the guy that was in Mindhunter, he he's reading the book, and uh and it's called Killer Across the Table, and that's the one that starts going more into the interviews. Yes, and I was like, okay, and it was, and then some of them I was watching or listening to, I was listening mm-hmm. to, them, and I was like, like you said too, like you're fascinated with them too. Yeah. And you, you've deep took deep dive, especially on YouTube. Yep, I was listening to some of these cases. I was like, dude, I know this case, mm-hmm. and I was like, I watch I I watch this case, and there was one about the, they call him the Amazon Killer. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because he would put weird reviews on Amazon products, yeah. like a shovel, and they'd be like, "Hey, in a quick in a, in, a, in a bind when you need to bury a body, this is a great thing to use. Five stars." And then it would just be all these murder weapon replies. And he ended up getting caught. And they said he, in the book they said he was actually one of the most forthcoming uh serial killers because he wanted to know actually why he was this way a lot of them try to you know talk to the detective to get their time taken down or you know for special privileges yeah and they go but he was like this guy wasn't trying to get anything from me he really he he was exploring his brain yeah he he, and it was really he goes he gave us the most insight and i can't remember his name now but yeah yeah, yeah. you ever watched the uh because the one of my favorites from the mindhunter series was when they played Ed Kemper's interview. Yeah. The the fake one, the actor's one, but then his real one. Yeah. And you saw how well Dude the did. actor mimic. It's like, it, that scared the shit out of me. Dude, he did a really good job. Dude, it, and just the way he talked, it was so cool. Uh, Do you ever watch uh, Jim Can't Swim? No, no. Oh, okay. It's a whole series where this guy breaks down uh, investigators breaking people down in a uh, uh, the detective. Mm-hmm. So he's like people who did crimes, and then it'll be like either serial killers, school shooters, um, whatever. But it'll be a detective for like it'll be like a, no, about an hour video, and it's him breaking down all the moves the detective is using mm-hmm. to get in this person's head, <laughs> and it's fascinating because yeah. you you watch him break, you watch like 
there was one where this kid tried to pretend to be like he was insane, mm-hmm. but then the, he didn't realize it was recording. So they, they didn't realize that when they, they uh, left the room, yeah. he would go back to acting Being, normal. Yeah, fucking and So yeah, Jim Can't Swim. If you, if you I'll check it out. It, yeah, uh, he's doing one with uh, Chris Watts. What's it on? What's it on? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the There's this uh, Irish guy, too. I, was, I can't remember his name right mm-hmm. now, but he's like, you know, it's uh, he's like, oh, and then they're, uh, he, you know, he thought he got away with it, mm-hmm. but he didn't. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yep. I just like listening to go to sleep. His Irish broke. He says, it's, it's so good. I, like for me, it's like, I, I once got really back to comedy is I like the profiling stuff. Cause for me, yeah. it's like, we're, we're not killing people, but we're, you have to profile an audience oh, yeah. to know where you're going. And for me, that's like cracking the puzzle of an audience is one of the most fun things in the world dude it's crazy i used to say that it's the it's the most masterful uh the most biggest form of manipulation you'll yep. ever see because it's like you got to get a whole room to 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 function on your brain wavelength mm-hmm. you know and people that are not going to like it to get them to like it or to get them to understand mm-hmm. is even better dude it's like i i love when someone's like i don't agree with your stance on that but i know what you mean and it's yeah. like yes. yeah one of my favorite yeah. moments of shows is like seeing somebody with their arms crossed and then you <laughs> you see the shoulders start sh- the shrugging because they're laughing like i love breaking somebody that didn't like you to start off yeah like, when you started out it's- dude that's like almost all my dates <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude oh speaking of dates so i was i was dating this lady and um she was a doctor she was like uh and so she was a psychologist and um so we're, we're at dinner and you know so you know i'm showing her how smart i am uh no and then i go no but i didn't know that she was like i was telling her about Mindhunters, and i was mm-hmm. like oh that movie that show is crazy and she was like um you know where i work at right and i'm like where do you work at and she was like i work in vacaville she was like i see ed all the time and i was yep. like shut the fuck up <laughs> she was like yeah and i go you have to tell me what's he like and i kept asking all these mm-hmm. questions and she was kind of like what's your problem and i go yep. no i'm just fascinated she was like are you sure you want to use that word and i'm like well i mean i'm just it's just crazy to me and i was trying to explain to her and like that was our the last time we went out <laughs> and i was like fuck dude because like i really i i liked her uh but then i even liked her even more when i found out you know that yep. she's into that shit. i was like whoa <laughs> we gotta get ed kemper on the podcast <laughs> that's our goal he's right still now. alive too he's, dude and for me it's it's always crazy that the ones who are like that almost always have like a genius level iq yeah and so it's weird to me where it's like what is it about when you get so smart you start viewing people as no longer they're no longer people they're just objects things. and yeah. things and yeah where it's like you just you're able to dissociate so hard dude it blows my mind it blows my mind because like i'm way too like i'm I'm way too, you know, caring and yep. worrying and obsessing and, you know, like to the point like I've 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 given myself panic attacks. I've given myself depression. I've given myself like these these things. These I've, I've invented these futures in these worlds that don't exist. Yep. And I'm like, I'm apologizing for things that I didn't even do because I'm like, dog, I was like, I'm, you know, I, I, I remember one time I was pissed off at Trevor Hill. Was it Trevor Hill out of Sacramento? That's another thing too. Like I'm, I know he's like, he's in San Francisco. I think he, I think Trevor moved down to uh to to SoCal after a while. But dude, like, and then I would get upset. You know, I remember one time I I go I I seen Trevor do a set and he had a and he had a bit and I go and I hit him up on because he was it was at SF Punch and um I put on Facebook I go you know um later on I thought about it a couple of days later and I start I I hit him up on Messenger and I go um. 
And this is before you could see if, if they read it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go, hey, do that one joke about your Easter bunny and shit like that. Here, add this. Or, you know, if you want to use this or not, here's like three different avenues that you could take. Because I was so used to that. I was so used to just, yes. you know, sharing. And, you know, because at that time, you know, that's what we were all doing. Um, and uh, and then so I I didn't hear back from him or anything like that for like a good two weeks or so. Yeah. And I was just like, this motherfucker's from San Francisco. He thinks he's fucking bad. Like he can't take a <laughs> yeah, Sacramento's yeah. comp. No, yeah. fuck this guy. Next time I see him, I'm going to tell him about himself. And I see him at the SF Punch like two, three weeks later. And I was like, and I walk up and I was about to just start going in, you know, and he was like, what's up, fool? He was like, oh, nah. and I was like, hey, what's up? You know, just still fucking like not giving him any de- like real love. I was like, what's up? And he was like, man, he goes, I'm fucking so jet lag. I just got back from uh, uh, London. I fucking lost my phone in, in, in Liverpool like a month ago. And I was like, shut the fuck up. I go, dude, I was so mad at you right now. <laughs> and I was like, and I apologize, man. I, I had so much resentment towards you. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that, dude. And, you know, and, and shit like that, like affects mm-hmm. me. And I had to learn that it's all me it's it's not anybody else it's all me so you know yeah, if any if i got get their mad own at shit someone, going on yeah if i get mad at someone i understand that's because i let them make me mad yep. and i gotta let that shit go because i can't let their shit talking bother me i can't let their and, and let them just because they ignore me Whatever. bother yeah. me yeah, yeah, you yeah. know i i was very the person that like I want to be having a good time with everybody all the time. And I realized you can't because yep. I would go to, to to shows and I would get upset because I'm like, yo, I can't stand the comic that we hung out the past three, four open mics. And now we're at a, at the punchline or at a mm-hmm. show at a real show, like at a comedy club. Yeah. You can't, you don't say hi to me. You don't yep. even acknowledge me. Yeah. The fuck do you think you are? Then I started realizing, Oh, they're showing me who they are and that's okay. Now I know where they belong. Yep. And I'm like, you actually did me a favor. I don't really have to fuck with you because I because I know who you are. Maybe you have insecurities. Maybe you have anxiety and maybe you didn't say hi to me and that's why. But one of these days we'll find out. But if we don't, then that's all right. I don't have to yep. I don't have to book you anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. have to give you anywhere. I don't have to we don't have to associate anymore. That's great. Okay, I can not you're one less person in this scene I have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, most of the time you're a, the one of the people that aren't that are just doing stand up to have a social scene and therefore you don't want to be good at this you don't want to be anything other than where you're at so i don't need to associate with you because i am on a different thing uh, a trajectory of what i want to do with it like like with josh like when i first seen josh and i was like i was like oh he's I remember uh, my girl fucking loves Josh. She loves Josh. She was like, why don't you book Josh? Why don't you book Josh? Josh. I was <laughs> like, leave yeah. fucking Josh alone, all right? He's fucking <laughs> fine, all right? He's, he didn't, uh, she was like, because um, uh, she was like, Josh is hella funny. I go, Josh is is just got good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but he he's 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 at a point now where he needs to he's doing his own thing and it's gonna and then when i bring him on to something it's gonna fucking he's he's gonna be someone i'm gonna showcase but he needs to fucking really like the uh he's already got his material he's got his 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 beats now and now he's just polishing up and he's cutting fat and it's gonna be fucking pristine now when i show him off it's gonna be like yo your dog your boy's a killer and it's like yeah i was like that's how that works and i was like but he did it the correct way and i liked watching josh figure it out you know, like I liked, you know, where he was going with it. And then he had to go through some life shit to where it's like <laughs> <laughs> some. Yeah, like, we all go through life shit. <laughs> yeah, because then all of a sudden you go through that life shit and you realize, oh, stand up comedy is like, you know, of course, it's not going to hug you and tell you I love you all the time, but it's always there. Yeah. And then it's like when you get the laughter, you take like like for me, I don't drink and I don't do any drugs anymore. And the reason why I would do that shit was because I needed to take breaks. I needed to take vacation mm-hmm. from life. And so 
with that being said, I no longer could take those vacations and those breaks. So I would, I would, you know, I found God. So I pray, but I mm-hmm. also do stand up because when you hit that big laugh for as loud and as long as that crowd is laughing, there's my vacation. That's yep. my break. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And you just sit in there reveling it and that feels so dope. And so when you're going through your life shit and you figure something out that you can say that's so honest, that's not even a joke, but hits as hard as a joke that you wrote, it's even that much better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's like a warm cup of fucking no, uh, cocoa. Right? Yeah. Realizing it's, for me, it's, I don't know, I, most, I feel like most comics might feel that, but it's like feeling alone in the world and then saying something where so many people connect with. Yeah. There's truly nothing better. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, that's all I can say about it. There's nothing better. And to realize, like, oh, okay, I'm not broke. I'm not that broke. I'm not that far gone. Yeah. And figuring out and fucking and going. And you've been doing it for, like, what, the three years? Three, four years? Uh, four years now. Four yeah, years, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're exactly where you should be. Mm-hmm. And, like, because I remember when I first seen you, and I was like, okay, like, this dude's writing. Like, yeah. I could tell he's writing, and he's preparing when he goes on stage. And I go, soon enough, he's going to stop preparing, and mm-hmm. he's got his stuff, and he's got his points where he's at, and he's going to get to this point where he he's not memorizing anymore. He's feeling what he's saying, yep. and therefore, he's starting to become, you're going to hear Logan be logan as yeah. a as opposed to like logan logan's um impression of what he thinks logan the comedian supposed to sound like yes, yes. and then after yep. one there i feel like a lot of the comics in sack at least their biggest issue is they have this portrayal of how they want to be mm-hmm. and they spend all of their time trying to imitate that yeah instead of just finding their own feet on stage just being being yeah. themselves yeah. that's a big problem I it's like we talk, and, he, and this guy yeah. can't find his feet on stage no, I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're gonna find those for a fucking while <laughs> no, <laughs> no but it's like it's one of these things where it's like for me i'm very bad about being in the moment mm-hmm. i'm always planning three steps ahead yeah and that's a problem because mm-hmm. where it's like like you talk about uh you uh getting mad at this guy for not replying it's like i do that like i start like you'll say one word and i'll hear an int- I'll, I'll put my intention behind it and i'll start a whole argument in my head and i'll get myself fired up about yeah. it the re- then i realize like oh that's not fucking hell i do that mm-hmm. with everything yeah so it's like that's why i do jujitsu that's why i play chess <laughs> it's shit where i'm like okay no planning ahead there is good yeah everything else like no stop stop putting your intention behind other people's things mm-hmm. but no when you and like like i said when you go on stage and you have your your stuff and you're you're writing because like you said you do you prepare you can see that you're prepared yeah and it's yeah. like and, and that's a good thing though in in, in what you're doing right now yeah because you're supposed to be that in, yeah. in year four your year, year three year whatever the hell so it's like uh after a while you're gonna you, you already know because mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna start understanding where it's like oh i I don't need to go so fast or I don't need to, I, I can let this actually, you know what? This joke hits a little bit harder if I just let it breathe mm-hmm. and you're like, okay. And then when you let it breathe, you're like, I'll just throw a little this in there too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, add that because, because you didn't give yourself time to be you and think yep. to throw in the extra thing. But after a while, you'll start to get more of those moments where it's like, boom, boom. And before you know it, you already have your your written shit that you had seven jokes ready to go, mm-hmm. and then you'll start realizing after you give yourself the breath and the the adding more shit, you're like, oh, I said three of the jokes, and mm-hmm. I got to get off already. Oh, okay, and then it's like, and matter of fact, I like the way I said that this time because usually I say this only to lead to this part. Yep. But now I don't need to do that because this actually is by itself, and I kind of want to hang out in here a little bit more. And then yeah. you're like, okay, well, next time I go up, I'm gonna. I'm going to just hang out in this part right yep. here and try to duplicate that. And first off, some, I'm going to tell you right now, it won't work like, you know, the next time, but you go back and do it again and you get more comfortable because the expectation is lower. 
it, with yourself. You're like, I don't have to fucking hit that note again. Yeah. Completely same. You're like, okay, okay, I did fuck up last time. All right, well, hey, shit, ain't nothing better than the next time because that's the one thing I love about being sober and I learned from my sponsor was the first time principle mm-hmm. was no matter what you do, the first time you do it, the next time it's always going to get better. Yeah. And I was like, he goes, it can't get any worse than the yeah. first time or the first, the, the, the yeah. first. and I'm like, Oh really? I could fail. Mm-hmm. I could fuck up and it's okay. The world's not coming on me and like they're coming on me all over my face and fucking <laughs> cocky me. Like, yeah. the, you know, SWAT teams out at the door. People yeah. aren't fucking kicking it down. You fucking suck. And it's like, Oh, that's a big relief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, so like in my phone, for my notes, I literally, it says host 15. And I know for a fact all that my host 15 is like it's good well not it's good but it's 45 minutes worth of material mm-hmm. that i know i like i never look past the first quarter of my notes because mm-hmm. like i know the first quarter i know that's i know that's only my 15 to 20 and for some reason in my head i'm like i need to have the rest of my time behind it because like for some reason i might need to have to do 40 fucking five minutes mm-hmm. when i'm supposed to do 10 yeah and it's like that's what i need to get out of that where it's like no no like you said sitting in the moment breathing and start and, fucking with yourself and yeah. f- challenging yourself and risking. Yeah. And dude, like I said, when you were in Ubisoft, that's why I started. I, I was like, okay, I could book you as a host. I was like, yeah. awesome, I can keep giving you work as a host. Yep. And because uh, when we were in Yuba City, you did well, and mm-hmm. it fucking it set up the whole show. Mm-hmm. Because like I'm a big believer that the host is a big important part of the yeah. for, of the show. Yeah. They got to be funny. They got to set set the energy, set the tone, mm-hmm. get everyone to figure out how to behave, and then they also have to be a comedian as yeah. well, and then dig themselves out of either their hole or or the. The, the whole that yes that's whole yeah that was the like this I, I hosted for uh, Ron Jossel this weekend oh, Ron's great oh I, I love yeah, yeah. him but for me it was so much fun because the audience was so varied but then for me no like my material could be aggressive mm-hmm. yeah. and so it was so fun seeing the the feature and uh, Ron like it because you could re- with my material you could really tell where the audience was feeling it, where they weren't uh-huh. and so for them they could avoid the landmines I fucking threw myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and for me it was fun because I like I would lose the audience on a, a couple bits but then I could bring them back with other stuff and it was this thing like okay uh-huh. they really don't like the trans stuff let's stay away <laughs> from that dude <laughs> I remember one time I I almost got fired from laughs because this is this is before Jenny because like I said I look like, same thing I ha- I used to have my set that 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 yep. yeah and I would I would go go quick quick and I remember it was at a uh, a benefit for a um a kid that had died of cancer mm-hmm. and um I had this joke I don't even say it anymore because I stopped because of this set <laughs> but like I just you know just boom 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 and I go yeah my girlfriend wanted me to get her flowers you know for for Valentine's Day and now I'm not spending no money if I'm on, on if I'm gonna spend money on something that dies we might as well have a kid and then. <laughs> And, and then they all laughed and then I kept hitting more jokes and more jokes and they all laughed but then after a while they realized what they just laughed at mm-hmm. and where we were at and yeah. I was like holy shit and I walk out and the owner at the time his name was Steve Green and he goes and I go, I look at him I go dude I am fucking so sorry he goes yeah. what the fuck were you thinking yeah. and I go I was I just have my set that I just do and mm-hmm. he was like well fucking comedy 101 learn the fucking room and this and that yeah. and he goes uh, and then he, I was like I get it if you want to fire me because I was supposed to be there the whole week and I go I, I get it if you want to let me go if, I, if I'm fired he was like no nah, don't worry about it he goes just you know you're lucky the parents weren't in the in the showroom and I was like oh where were they at he was like oh they were smoking a cigarette outside <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> <sighs> no like see my, mine's never been that like uh the worst i ever fucked up was uh producers switched before a show and i didn't know the producers had switched mm-hmm. one producer had booked me mm-hmm. uh knowing my material the second producer booked everyone else booked it as a 
clean gig. Oh shit! <laughs> and didn't tell me. And so this is a room of like this was recently, right? Um, this was about a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. It was at the fucking Roseville Convention Center. Oh, and like, I do. Right. Yeah, dude, it was so bad because like one re- like if I would have read the room, mm-hmm. I couldn't. But it's like a room of average age was like eighty, and I went up and did my material. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was a full room, of like that whole auditorium. Oh shit! Dead quiet for twenty minutes, uh. just arms folded, staring at me. There was one table in the front who were like forty. They were howling the whole time. Oh, I love it. So them. we're like, I had to talk to them like, hey, guys, you guys stop laughing because <laughs> they all hate you. Yeah. Like, I had old ladies come to after tell me I should go and get a real job. Yeah. Like, that was the worst for me. I'm like, and then come to find out it was a clean show. Like, I didn't know it was a clean show. Mm-hmm. I got chewed out for uh, not doing clean material. Yeah. But then I had to show them the emails like, hey, right here, mm-hmm. nothing said clean. Nothing. Like, yeah. They realized different producer. Fuck it out. That was but terrible. You, but yeah, no, like I was saying, though, like with you and your and your shit now, because you're you're polished now. Now you're fucking good to go. Like I said too, if you want to go, That's what I'm on, trying to tell them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, if you ever need a recommendation for a comedy club or anything like that, you can always let me know. Like you know, I'm I'm always good for it, yeah. and my word is good. And that was a big thing too. I was telling comics at the um because they're like, well, how do you get in these comedy clubs and like that? Mm-hmm. And all of the bookers and the cruise agents at the, at some of these festivals were like, well, we take recommendations really strongly, and they go. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was um. I was hosting and the guy goes, uh, he goes, Carlos, if Carlos gives you a recommendation, yes, you're, yep. you're then already in. And I was like, and I had to stop him too. I go, Hey, and don't try to ask me. Cause like, don't get offended when I don't recommend yeah. you yep. because yeah. I'm batting a hundred. Cause yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want my word to still mean something. Yeah, yeah, I'm batting a hundred sure. bro. And I'm not famous and I need every gig I can get. <laughs> yeah. So don't fucking yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. my shit up. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's, I think that's one of the worst things about like starting with people in the open mic scene and then, only some of you progressing. Yeah. And then everyone expects you to recommend them. It's like, hey, and you have to be honest. Like, hey, you're not progressing. You stop doing this. Yeah. yeah. And I think because your friends like, oh, I have to recommend you for this show. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I like, I can't recommend you. <laughs> I had a comedian who um, is a friend and they were like, uh, they started producing shows mm-hmm. and they called me up and they go, hey, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to tell you, man, thank you so much for booking me. Because now I know what you have to go through, and I wouldn't have booked me. I, I, now that I'm now that I'm booking comedians and I'm booking people in the scene, yeah. he goes, I wouldn't book anybody. It's yep. so hard. Yeah. And I go, yeah. And he goes, and you booked me, and I just want to let you know, thank you so much. And I go, yeah. And he goes, and you also told me that I wasn't funny. And I go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go, and I it go, was yeah. true. <laughs> it was true. And it's like, and I'm, but I wasn't doing that to 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 be mean to you. I'm doing mm-hmm. that so you can be aware that get better. You yep. know, because yeah. I don't want. I'm not going to tell you that you're good and you're not, dude, because yep. then uh, I'm doing you a disservice. You're going up there. You're, yeah. you're eating shit. I hate the the fake good sets. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Dude, that's, oh, the, dude. that's the downside of writing own thing. I love a lot of the open micers coming up. They're very funny. Mm-hmm. But they're too positive. <laughs> yes, 100%. That's what I've been hearing lately. Yes. They're dude. very good, very funny, a lot of variety. <laughs> like, it's... It's cool to see. It is very cool, but they're all way too positive. They all think everybody kills it every night. It's <laughs> and then when you're honest with them, it's like, oh, well, you're just being an ass. Like, no, it's like you, you did nothing. No, like, I was in the room. <laughs> yeah. That's all. it's like, like, see, like, it's fun for me, like hosting, hosting the pro am. 
seeing how people actually do and then reading their Facebook posts about how they absolutely yes. crushed. Yes. Oh, man. I've like, sent a couple screenshots of <laughs> oh, Facebook <dude>. posts <laughs> after the show. It just blows me. It's like, what did you hear? Yeah. Let's review the tape. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jenny, I would like to pay for this person's tape. <laughs> Let's run just this to send back. it to oh, him. No. There, was a, there was a guy at the last <laughs> Pro-Am. He showed, like, the first thing, he showed up drunk as hell. And it's, Love it. My name is Lou... Oh, yeah. He came in heckling during the writing workshop, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, you you have to get out of here. Uh, and he, and he was, you have to go. <laughs> like, I'm all for anybody coming in. Like, yeah. I don't care. But don't, like, interrupt when they're, like, going over their shit. Like, mm-hmm. and just try to, like say give me time on the mic like that's what he was saying. i was like you're getting your time later like get out of here <laughs> yeah uh i was like have you ever done comedy before and he was like yeah <laughs> i was like no you yeah. shut up Go. Yeah. Tell you guys stuff you've never seen before <laughs> and his wife starts heckling him which my was my uh, favorite part oh that's funny dude well you there's like yeah, he kept trying yeah. to get me to call him by that long ass louis name mm-hmm. he's like bitch that's not your name <laughs> dude yeah, it's it's been yeah people to come into stand-up because they they see like i don't mean to be like i'm not trying to be that guy about the tiktok comedy thing and like that's what you're doing and that's your avenue the great but yeah. that like i'm telling you right now a lot of the comedy club owners and bookers are starting to realize that that's not the mm-hmm. business there's a couple people that do it smartly they'll like mm-hmm. host and yeah. book someone like you to come close it out yeah where it's like a quality comedian mm-hmm. maybe a local to whatever city they're in whatever uh i think that's the way to do it instead yeah. of taking the headlining gig doing 45 of a Q&A after your 20 minutes of crowd work does. Yeah, terrible. I've talked to some bookers and they're like, they go, um, it's not equating to numbers like they thought it was. Yeah. At at, be- at beginning and they're like, yeah, it's not good and it's not equating to numbers and I'm like, yeah, dude. And then people in the audiences are getting more overruly and unbearing because they, you know, they're talking to the, they're, I had I, I had one girl yeah. who just kept talking to me and I'm like, yep. I'm like, I'm not here, I'm not making a clip uh, at all. Like, I'm, I'm here doing my set and I was like, yeah, yeah, and, I'm not trying to get a, yeah, because they were just actually not even helping because in some sometimes they used to think they were helping or yeah, they yeah. that's how it goes they always say that like oh we made the show better didn't yeah, we like yeah. go fuck yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like every time i talked you talked when i was talking yep. so it doesn't make sense like you didn't even give a breath or a beat to say something i had one dude at a at a show i recorded it too and he was just saying yeah yeah <laughs> yeah all after every not even after everything i said after every word yes pretty much to the point where it was like dude you're annoying as fuck right now and i'm mm-hmm. like you don't know how to be outside about and he was just you know well, that's what that's how you do that's that stand up you can't handle it and i'm like yeah no i can handle it but you're not giving me anything to handle you're yeah. just yep. saying you're just yeah. making a noise <laughs> now you're not you're not giving me anything you're just yeah 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 same word same thing so you want to you know, I can only make the same batch of cookies with the ingredients you're giving me. You know? <laughs> I was, yeah, uh, I was stationed with a guy uh, when I was overseas, and he the, he was so proud because he was a guy. Uh, Zach Galifianakis had like a famous heckler clip of the heckler, like "You're not fucking funny, get off the stage." It was like shooting, like I think he was trying to shoot a special or something. Mm. And this guy I was stationed with was so proud that he was the heckler. Ugh. And he had, like he had a clip. He was showing me the video. This is before I was a comedian. Uh-huh. And even then, I'm like, "You're an asshole." Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He even talked about like, he talked about like everyone's having a good time. He's like, but I didn't find him funny, so I had to let him know I didn't find him funny. Mm. And I was like, I like seeing people like that. It's like, just shut up. Just shut yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Like, you. 
I had a I had a Facebook memory pop up the other day that was like this dude afterwards was like I come on, I threw you a bone like because yep. he didn't like how I responded to his heckling. I told him uh. I told his wife to leave him. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, but like if you don't like it, shut up or leave. Like honestly, like I don't care. <laughs> like it, Get the fuck out. Yeah. Of oh, would you at that program thing? Wasn't that the dude that you went in on that you were like? Oh, the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, <laughs> there was one guy who like he was he was roasting me uh, while he was on stage. He started roasting the host and then he started roasting me, not knowing no uh, <laughs> that you're the roast master i I don't know (laughs) he was getting on me for like doing the same jokes a couple times like so like to be fair (laughs) he was right i don't even do that joke anymore uh but i sat uh, like i got up i when he said that shit i looked at all the other comics and they were all staring at me i was like is he talking about me and they were looking right at me i was like he fuck he is (laughs) and jenny was like do you want to go up next like you want to go after him fucking and i was like actually give me let me still go at the end and i'm gonna just sit here and write about him love it and i wrote like i did four and a half minutes on him yeah before i even did the like rest of my set don't give a don't give a writer time to write yeah (laughs) and one of the things i said to him was like how about writing a joke worth telling twice because like yeah you know what i mean like that is that's great you're gonna fold in on himself in the front stage it was so much fun to watch yeah he was also sitting in the front row so like that just made it even more fun to like <laughs> he stayed and waited for it <laughs> I, did a, I did a show with uh, diego curiel and my favorite was this lady was i was the host and this lady was heckling the whole night mm-hmm. i had to address her uh and then we had a guest spot he had to address her and then diego goes up and diego eviscerates her because he has his i don't want to ruin the bits but he has bits about autism and she goes off about how she has an autistic kid all this kind of stuff <laughs> well her boyfriend ends up leaving and going to the bathroom during this set text her from the bathroom we're over i'm leaving the show <gasps> no and then f- she gets that text makes a big old stink then leaves oh shit this is that laughs right yes. yeah yeah <laughs> comes back in and sits down and finishes the show while that lady left oh no nice. that was that was one of my favorites like she got broken up with because Damn. she was a heckler she got that she always does this that's what she deserved <laughs> Dude, Dude, oh, oh that's funny but we, we do have to we do have to start yes, wrapping up uh carlos where can people find you online uh i am at uh carlos comedy on instagram and i don't know what i am on tiktok but also you can check me out uh weekly on the chains out podcast with brent ernst hell yeah yeah hell yeah check out carlos anywhere he is one of the best comics i didn't hey. i wasn't joking when i said sacramento legend <laughs> uh follow at j means at roast battle bay area at crowd control comedy doing shows monthly doing roast battles at uh punchline cobs fucking rooster tea feathers in alameda every month crowd control once a month S- mm-hmm. stand-up competition at laughs once a month when's this coming out uh in like a week probably okay. uh mr footloose on all platforms uh nothing on youtube uh i'll be in seattle for the next <laughs> three weeks starting in october october 20th so if you want to come out to any shows out there uh it'll be on my page yeah, this has been the No Souls podcast. Josh, oh, yeah. In it. Uh, yeah, all right. We'll wrap it up there. Cool. Easy, easy. Thanks. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah.